What's going on, drinking buddies? Brand new one coming right at you. But real quick, you know what we gotta do first. We gotta have a word from our sponsors. Those fine folks that bring you me and this podcast every fucking week. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of this podcast. Experience the madness in full HD, ad-free, and occasionally some nudity happens. So check that out today at anwd.net slash videos. Once again, that is anwd.net slash videos. 99 cents an episode or $6 a month gets you all 85 episodes unlimited streaming. I'm adding new episodes every week. So check that out today once again at anwd.net slash videos. We are also brought to you this week by my Twitch stream. That's right. Every Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm on Twitch playing a bunch of different games. It's going to be a lot of cyberpunk for the foreseeable future. I have fallen down the cyberpunk rabbit hole and it's uh, bad. It's bad. The game launched a week ago and I have put in 35 hours already. That's like a full-time job on top of all the other shit I do. Fucking just a junkie right here for that cyberpunk baby. So check that out today at twitch.tv slash Slayer. That is twitch.tv slash Slayer. And last but not least, we are brought to you by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. And it comes packaged with things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, album-inspired artwork, and custom cocktail pairing recipes. Vinyl Me Please has been a sponsor of the show for a long time, and it's because I believe in it. You need more rad music in your life. So sign up today at www.joinvmp.com slash anwd. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash anwd. My guest this week is adult performer Sheree DeVille. This was a super fun one. Sheree and I, we played Dungeons and Dragons together, so there's a bunch of nerding out. There's a bunch of, like, just talking about the state of the world. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy, drinking buddies. What the hell is going on? Long time no see. Well, I know. It's been days. I know. Days. Missed you on Saturday night. I know. I was getting squirt upon. So, you know, it was nice to. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Rolling dice with a bunch of nerds getting squirted. I guess. I guess. Actually, normally, I always make sure that I'm not doing something that will get in the way of D&D because it is more important than work to me. It's only the odd occasion when something runs crazy late or a weird thing happens. Like, normally, I wouldn't be like, oh, I guess I should work instead of fuck no, I'm playing (laughs) D&D. So for the audience, like we're doing something very very odd for a bunch of people that are all in entertainment because all of us who play are in entertainment. So we're doing something yeah. completely offline that we don't advertise. So, uh, Sheree, myself, Xander Corvus, and a couple other people play D and D on Saturdays. 
Mm-hmm. And the rest of them, I feel like are some of them are more famous than we are for sure. Oh, you 100%. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if, you know, the more famous. I didn't ask the... if I could say who it was, so we'll just keep yeah. our mouths shut. Exactly. But, trust. <laughs> I know Xander doesn't mind us throwing his business out there. No, Xander like doesn't give a shit. I feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, he even said on his Discord, like, oh, it's okay to call me by my real name. I'm like, no, but we're in public. No, no, I can't do no. that. No, no, no. Yeah, I get worried. I get cagey even, like, playing, like, anything Xbox or PS4 online. Like, I don't want to ever show my face because I don't want, like, that anonymity. I like being able to be me, you know, out in public. You know what I mean? Well. Uh, I totally do, and I feel like even if you did show your face, it'd be double-edged sword because people would be like, "Oh, you're catfishing. You're not really Sheree Deville." That actually happened. Um, so I was in New Zealand for work. I was there for forty days, and that's a really long time, right? A really, really long time. So I went for the very first. Like I'm old. I don't use dating apps. I went on Tinder. Right? That one's, I think, still pretty popular. I put up my profile. It was just selfies, no like modeling shoots, no photoshopped bikini, like Sharitaville bullshit. You know, it was just like, hey, me, me, me. Put it under my real name. Didn't even last 24 hours. They thought I was catfishing a Sharitaville. So all you men, if you're listening in New Zealand and you reported me, oops. You fucked up. <laughs> you fucked you up. done fucked up. <laughs> Go back to your hobbits, New Zealanders. No, I actually love New Zealand, but I thought that was funny. So I mention it wherever I can in the hopes that whomever reported me is just like, oh, mad at himself. That's all I want. Now, the question is, did he swipe right? And then when he didn't match, did he report you or did he report you right away? Ooh, good question. Maybe it was done out of salt. I didn't yeah. think of that. Yeah, it's just I like, did not oh, think of that. Sharif Deville don't want well, none. Fuck that then. Fuck that. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. They've actually updated Tinder now where you can get a check mark on Twitter. Ah, you can get a check mark on Tinder, which is the only place I'm getting a check mark anytime soon. So, oh, is that like verified? You showed your ID. You're not a catfish. You don't have to show your ID. What you have to do is take selfies with different poses, like different hand poses near your face. Oh. And they change for each user. And they change. That's what I was just going to ask because. You know, we all have, like, most of us girls have online premium sites where you can chat with us, whether it's Snapchat or OnlyFans or, you know, Fan Central or Model Up, all of them. So I do get requests for custom videos and custom photo sets. And every once in a while, someone will want something really weird like that. And I always assume, I never do those. If they're like, hold one finger like this near your face or something, I never do those because I assume that they're using them to catfish someone, but now you're saying they might even be using them to get, get verified to as catfish. other me's on Tinder. Yeah. Budge. Oh, you can swear if you I want. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> can I have a do-over? Fuck. <laughs> Both of them will be left in the post. Don't worry. I'm lazy. I'll yeah, it. fine. You leave it all in. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that, that people would pay for customs to be able to... Like, how sad is your life that you want to catfish as someone so badly that you're going to pay the actual model to do the poses. Well, but they make so much money. I, I guess. You know do. what I mean? They just make so much money. What's a few hundred dollars when you could scam a hundred thousand dollars out of people? You know, my best friend, Danny Daniels had to go to court because someone got scammed out of a huge amount of money 
using fake identification of her, but they couldn't find the, the person that was fake. So they found and sued the real her. Wow. Yes, it happens all the time. It's actually kind of a fucking problem. Yeah, that's and then the- people will get mad that they've been scammed, but still believe it's me. So they'll send death threats, threaten my family. It's kind of crazy because I I don't scam people, but people are scamming and being royal cunts in my name with my pictures. I, no offense to anyone out there who's gotten scammed. Well, maybe a little offense, but if you fall for that shit, it's kind of on you because I see well, I like- get I get these scam attempts on me sometimes, and it's just like. These are laughable. My favorite is when it's a performer, like it's most commonly been Lexi Lore's. Someone's been sc- mm-hmm. trying to scam as Lexi Lore. They'll slide mm-hmm. in my DMs like, oh, hey, for a number one fan like you, I'm like, what? Well, number what? one fan like you, yo, we have this present. I'm like, um, I just generally respond back with a picture of like me and Lexi doing the show. Like, yeah, you really should check Instagram before you said this. Like, uh, I could text her right now and I definitely know it's not you. Yeah. If you're going to be this lazy about it, how does anyone fall for this shit? And especially send money. Like before you send even a hundred dollars, which is quite a bit of cash. Wouldn't you at least want to FaceTime, Skype, Zoom, like something, cam, something where you know it's them before you're sending money? Come on. It's 2020. There's no excuse for lack of digital contact. I agree. I 100% agree. And even then, me personally, I still wouldn't send money. Like, Well, that's a whole nother bag of chips, but. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Especially, well, it's just like, especially if they're, you know, like, oh, I liked you. Like, the scams, like, they're actually intimately, like, interested, not just, like, trying to hustle them, like. Sometimes they're intimately interested. Uh, sometimes they're prepaying for meetups or sexual services, right? That'll never happen. <laughs> Um, but a lot of times, especially in the case of Danny, they've kidnapped her. They've kidnapped her twin. Um, her husband is like an agent and he's drugging her to keep quiet and she needs to be saved. It's like these elaborate, elaborate, elaborate stories from detective novels. And you, you, the white knight, are the only one that I've contacted, and you, and you alone can save me. Like that. That's wild. Holy shit. Yeah. These people, yes. should, be, these people should be writing Hollywood movies, not fucking you know, like, scary we're, people. We're swirling for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a whole new level. And holy fuck, that should be a script. Like, someone scamming someone like that. Like, that could that be a should whole- be a porn script, shouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we should write that as like an erotic long feature, you know, like like a feature. So it's like a lot of actual bizarre, crazy shit, but with sex. Oh, yeah. Like a glory hole scene where there's somebody completely else on the other side and they think it's her. And it's like, ah, it could be good. (laughs) Oh, it could be good. I mean, you could get really wild with it, depending on like how you want to book it. Like if you want to book it like. As a, you know, more mainstream, you could do it with, like, you know, but I could almost see it, like, you know, you could book it with trans performers or. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like, show this catfish, like, believing everything, but then show the whole dark side, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, who he's really jerking off to, who he thinks, like, the whole, oh, yeah, like, weird man solo scenes. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it, it could get All wild. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad this is going to drop before we could possibly get this to paper, so someone could very well steal this idea before we actually execute it. No, we got this. Okay, it's well, too weird. Well, <laughs> we have about forty-eight hours from between recording and this being released to get it done. So, what are you doing tomorrow? I guess we're okay, working on pull this. Pull the psychic energy of our thoughts back in, so nobody can take it. No. <laughs> Post production, there's just a giant gap. Like, sorry, trade secrets gone. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't realize uh, like the scams were that fucking elaborate. Cause like, I don't oh, know. Yeah, fake passports, fake driver's licenses, um, cra crazy stuff, crazy Man. stuff. Voicemails. I've heard some really funny voicemails of men doing women's voices poorly, and then like like there's this one video. I think it's of uh, Kimmy Granger, maybe from the back and she's shaking her ass, but you can't see her face. And it's this guy going like, Oh baby. Oh yeah. Oh, Oh spank it, spank it. But it's like worse than that. Even like <laughs> some good shit. The, <laughs> how do like, I'm not trying to knock people that are lonely or desperate, but like, no. How do you get to that point where I'm, like, like, in fact, I'm there for you. Like I love, you know, like my entire job is like being alone in my bedroom, chatting to people alone in their bedrooms. <laughs> how do you get to that point where you're like, yeah, I'm Danny Daniels only hope. How do you get there? Dude, how do you get there? Those are some talented, like, I'm not saying the people getting all the way there aren't a little off. But this isn't a once in a while thing that happens. This is happening to all of us daily. So it's not just like a couple people, you know, that are maybe not too smart. These, I think these scam artists are really know how to push people's buttons. That's so wild to me. That is I actually did an interesting uh, interview for someone who was doing uh, some some legit research on the scammers. I'll send them to you after so you can post it and post if you want. But there's like about 10 different journal articles on the culture of scamming and where most of these scams are coming from. And some of the places have entire like families, like multiple, multiple families all working together for these scams. Um, some countries feel not countries, but some communities feel they're doing it as reparations against white men specifically. The articles are really fascinating and it actually gives you almost a little bit of empathy for the scammer, not the scammy. In a way, they're really interesting. Well, I, I definitely want to give it a read because the funny thing is, like, I produce podcasts for some other people, and then one of the other podcasts I was working as an editor on, a recent guest was a woman who was scammed in like a love scam. Yeah, and ended up sending the dude quarter of a million dollars. Sure, put yeah, herself wildly in debt, and she was talking about like, hard. you know, some of these communities. Yeah, they're, they're literally like whole teams working these scams. Yeah, it's not just one person. There's like probably day shift and night shift and like groups of people doing the voices and groups of people sending the emails or whatever, the Instagrams or whatever it is, you know, people just t getting on Instagram 12 hours a day and just, you know, reeling hook after, you know, throwing line after line after line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And with her, she was telling me like, the the dude gave her like a pet name so like 
at that point, you don't even have to remember who you're actually talking to. It's like, oh, you're Babe or whatever. I think it was Nectar was like the pet name that, you know, her and dude then gave. have all your people be Nectar. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's wild. Like one video, you know. Yeah. 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 Apparently, like, on this woman's end, he got her to cyber and, like, said his webcam was broken. See, I know, but, like, then, like, wait until her webcam isn't broken. Yeah. Plus, I feel like this is a scam that's perpetuated on porn stars more than mainstream actresses. I think maybe for, like, two reasons. Um, The biggest is, for some reason, people, at least, you know, in the world, think that despite the fact that we're full-time working actresses, we're like destitutely poor and in need of saving where like everyone knows that like Julia Roberts is fucking fine. She don't need you. I don't know why they, just, I don't know. Are we all drunk in a gutter somewhere? A lot of us do quite nicely, yeah. you know? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yes. It is not nineties vivid contract girl money, but it's everyone's right. not starving. I, but they're like, I feel like a lot of these scams are based on the thought process that like, None of us can pay our rent. Do you know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. No one with any real star power or lasting power is having problems paying their rent. Yes. Right? The the girl you just saw on a casting girl casting couch video who's doing her first scene, she may have some problems paying her rent. Maybe. Sure, but nobody's using her pictures because she's not famous enough. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a catch back in 22. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's wild to me. And well, they're out there using Elsa Jean, who's balling, and yeah. like, and you know, trying to say she's scrounging for yeah, it's crazy. It, it makes absolutely no sense. And on top of it, like, I don't know if like there's the disconnect where like, oh, because you know you're an adult performer, you obviously want sex twenty four seven. So obviously, you're gonna knock on this random person's door via DM and be like, I want to bone you too, like, right? It's almost like they think that the women are sending out the same. I mean, women are very sexual, just as sexual as men, but in a really different way. And the scam artists always pretend that women have the same sexual energy and ways and thoughts as the man does, because I feel like they can reflect that. They can see that and understand that. Whereas like female sexual energy and the way we want it might be a little like, wait, what? You know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And they're preying upon people that may not have the best success with women in the first place. So they don't really don't get the female sexual energy. Yeah. And isn't it a fantasy of someone who has trouble approaching the people that they want to have sex with? Right. Wouldn't it be nice if, you know, the the other person, the, the woman or whatever, approached you aggressively you didn't even have to do the work. You didn't have to come on to her. You didn't have to worry about what to say. She was you know, needing you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even if you're not in that situation, that's nice sometimes. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh, but wait. like, I'm just saying, I feel like there's all those psychological reasons that these scams work. You 100%. know what I mean? You're pl- preying on some really deep needs. 100%. And it's, just, it's wild. Cause as I said, if you took half a second to look at it logically you'd be like no 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 this red flags just red flags everywhere flying red flags it's kind of like watching a mentalist you just pick and choose what you want to remember you don't forget all the the wrong hits you know no it's yeah it's absolutely wild i but i'm blown away like 
with as many people as I have on and as many people I talk to, I didn't realize that they were that intense. Like I didn't realize. Oh that. yeah. It's fucking crazy. I kind of want to like find one of these scammers and like have an interview with them. Like next one. You should, you know how to find them. Wait for them All to DM me. To, yeah. Yeah. You would just have to comment on like 20 porn girls posts every day on Instagram. Cause once you comment, they'll find you. So you do that enough, you might end up catching one that's willing to to talk to you. No, I just got to be careful. I'm like, do I really want to give like some internet scammer my Zoom information? Is it really private? I don't know much about Zoom. I mean, it's technically Can you my... start another Zoom for them? I guess I could. I guess I could. But who knows like what hackerish things like find out like, oh, hey, they right. just... Right, <laughs> maybe they're like... Stellar hackers. I doubt it. I doubt it. Like, I got to I got to find a semi-competent one. I got to find one that's like, uh, just okay at his job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think uh, an English speaking one, if possible. Yeah. This is primarily an audio based format. I can't be like, yeah. and we're translating it to Russian or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But wow. Like, I know. Danny, Danny got a, was okay in court, right? She she won. Yeah, I mean, she won the lawsuit, but fuck, even to have to deal with it, you know, that's not free. Hell no, hell no. And like, what's fucked is like if you then go after that dude for damages, like, yeah, you're, you're I mean, double kicking him. Yeah, that's not right. Yeah, I'm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's a it's yeah, a bad situation because it's not right for him to sue you when he got scammed by someone who's obviously not you. Right, although he really thinks it is, or he wouldn't have sued you. It's complicated. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it was easy to, I don't know how, but they proved it wasn't her, and it was all fine, and she didn't, you know, but. Hell, I'm pretty sure that you could have gotten thrown out, like, here's my financial records. I don't have any of those accounts. Yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, the money never came to me. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It's pretty absurd. We live in a strange, strange world. Like, I, yeah, we're roughly the same age. I couldn't have imagined any of this shit in, like, even the AOL days. I mean, but there were definitely scams going on in AOL chat rooms, but not like this. I, it's, it's amazing. Or just, like, the technology progression that we've seen is really astounding. I feel like, man, almost more than any other generation, just because of how far computers have come in our lifetime. It's nuts. Oh, absolutely is. I'm. I'm happy that, like, we're the same generation that we are, that, like, we got to experience, like, analog outdoor playing life as children, and then, like, we're not Thank so old God. that we don't understand the tech. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, my parents were there for the first computer, you know, but they're in their 70s, so, you know, they get by. They do pretty darn well, but I also like where I am, where I'm a little more tech-savvy than that. Certainly not as tech-savvy as the young people, but... Yeah, the people that are like... Oh, hey, you're born. Here's your iPad. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. It's wild. Like, I go out to, oh, when we could go out to restaurants. I remember that. Yeah. You uh, go out with friends that have kids and just like give their kids an iPad and just like, okay, yeah. you, you, you do your thing. Like, yeah. They let the computers and the phones and the iPads and the, well, I mean, what? In our generation, some parents babysat with television. In, you know, the next generation, some parents are babysitting with technology. It's almost the same. Just like it was big on limiting TV hours in our generation. And I'm sure it's 
a big thing limiting tech hours or screen time or whatever in this I'd, next one. I'd hope so. But the the big difference there is like, well, when you had to go out in public, you still had to go interact with people in our generation. You couldn't bring the TV with you to the restaurant or like. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The, the pervasiveness of it, the sheer availability is really astounding. I don't care how addicted to television you might have been. If your favorite show wasn't on, it wasn't fucking on. Yeah. You had to go do something else. Yeah. Or if you were going to like miss a show, maybe if you're lucky, you could program a VCR to record it. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, no, we didn't have that kind of glamour tech. <laughs> we did have a VCR, but you had to press it your darn self if you wanted to record. <laughs> Sometimes over something else if there wasn't a blank tape. And then you have choices to make, my friend. Choices to make. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh... <laughs> Especially, like, if you accidentally record over something else. Like, oh, fuck. I'm looking for this tape. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, God. It's never happened to me, but, like, recording over something. I know you can pop out the little tabby, whatever, but, like, recording over something, like, wedding stuff or, like... Thankfully, thankfully not that. Just recording over some favorite shows accidentally. I didn't even know the tab thing was a thing as a kid. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. I wonder when the tab came about. I'm pretty sure it was then I there. remember taping over the tab when I changed my mind again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that tech was there as long as VHS has been there. I just didn't know. Dumb kid. I love how you call a plastic pop-outable tab tech. Yeah. <laughs> It's technically technology. Technically. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just like anyone listening to this that never lived with that, they're like, what the fuck? That was the safety mechanism? A little piece of plastic you like finagled out with a screwdriver? Yeah. Well, but that's yeah, the same was. thing with uh, three and a half inch floppies. It was just a little tab that you flipped up and blocked a hole. Yeah, a little. Yeah. And you have kids these days who are like, why did they 3D print the save icon? You can do what now? They think that like an actual three and a half inch floppy is like someone 3D printed the save icon. They don't realize it's oh, actually a thing. Yeah, I see that now. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, oh or the hell, they don't understand why hanging up a phone is hanging up a phone. Right, because there's no movement at all. They're just pressing the, end. Yeah. Yeah. Or like why the hanging up will probably go away. They'll probably just say ending a call or saying goodbye. <laughs> I wonder. And kids these days will never have the satisfaction of really violently hanging up on someone. Like oh, slamming yeah, like the phone. Smash, just the sa- it's like a you know, just smashing it down. Yep. Yeah. That is pretty good. It does. That's like visceral. It is. <laughs> I've talked about this a lot of times on air. At least, you know, dudes of this generation will never also understand the absolute terror of calling a girl's house and having to deal with their father. Oh, yeah. Because you had a house phone. Like, I got a second line late in high school. So for all of the time before that, if you called my house, that's roulette. Is it going to be my dad, my mom, my sister, me? Like, it could be anybody. And you had to have as long of a conversation with those parents as they wanted to. They could fuck with you for five, and you just, yes, sir, yes. I mean, you know, you just had to be on your best parent behavior. Yeah. No one has to do that anymore. What were your intentions with my daughter? Like, uh, uh, uh. uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, these days are like, ah, oh, you want to see a nude? Here you go. 
Yeah, they've probably seen their girlfriend's vagina before they've said hi to their father, her father. Exactly. What is that? <laughs> Fucking completely different world. It's so, That's amazing. I feel it builds character to have to deal with, you know, the girlfriend's parents. Yeah, I think so too. Or to have social interactions. And you know what I actually miss? And I try and cultivate this in my daily life. Being bored. I'm standing in line at a grocery store and I'm not going to pick up my phone. I'm just going to stand in that line and think and daydream and do nothing. I do that. You are much better than me. I am a goddamn junkie. Well, no, I do that because I am a junkie because I do believe I feel those dopamine triggers in my soul those tings and bings and I've got a new Pokemon and all that fucking bullshit. I feel it in my soul. So I have to make myself put it down. Like it was some fucking drug I was addicted to. Well, am addicted to. It is. I mean, the, Facebook has 100% engineered this stuff to trigger your brain the same way slot machines do. The dopamine and it hits. Does. Oh it, yeah. They know what they're doing. I absolutely feel it. I have all my fucking notifications turned off and even being old, not born addicted, don't have my self-worth wrapped up in it, and my notifications are off, I'm still addicted. I can't imagine how young women feel or young people feel. Oh, 100%. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I definitely consciously remember a time where I was not tied to this fucking thing. But Can you imagine in junior high school if you had Instagram and you had to, like, deal with who liked it or who didn't like it or, like, the... Kids were mean. The horror, like, I could never, like, I can deal with all the shade now. I'm fucking 42. Bring it on me. You know what I mean? But as a seventh grader, my soul would have been crushed. 100%. And I'm assuming that kids would have been even ballsier without having the fear of being punched in the face. Because at least, you know, in our they day. They were ballsy to begin with. Right. I can't even hell. imagine what they would say with anonymity. Exactly. They're. You're 100% right. They were ballsy as hell in our day, but at least they had to say it to within arm's reach generally. Like, yeah, and there were fights, and there were, you know, or the girls talking behind everybody's back. You had to, like, be there doing it with people, you know, not just, like, making fake accounts and being as mean as possible. I can't even imagine. Yeah, and I, I may be wildly wrong here, Internet. Please don't at me if I'm completely wrong, but I believe, like, youth suicide is on the rise. I feel like I've heard that statistic as well. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know if I've heard that statistic in relationship to COVID quarantine or in general, but I feel like I've also heard that recently. Yeah. If your entire self-worth is tied up on your social media and just mean fucking kids. Oof. Yeah. Or, or even if people aren't mean, even on my Instagram where people are pretty cool, like you can't get wrapped up in that too much. You can't worry about what's this or that or comments or likes or this picture or who's doing what it just is unhealthy and if it's unhealthy for an adult it cannot be healthy for a growing child 100 especially they don't have the tools to deal with it and depending on who their parents are the parents might not have the tools to help them through it yeah if i had a kid God, they would be at least like 15, 16 before I would let them have any of that shit. That just seems 
I mean, you can't never let them have it because that's the world we live in. But like, you got to be a little grown to deal with that. Can you imagine 12, 13? Mm -mm. But can you imagine all the shit talk that they would receive if they're not the kid who has it? It's like, what are you poor? What do you, you know, all the shit talk from other Uh, kids because they don't have it. Like, it's a double-edged sword there. It might be. It might be. It's part of the reason I don't want kids because I do not know like how to navigate what to do with them in these this day and age. I don't think I did. Do any parents? I bet our parents said the same thing. <laughs> but I, I feel like our parents' generation, at least like for the most part by our age, you know, generally had kids and were like, this mm-hmm. is what I want to do. It's supposed to be because our grandparents' generation was like, so when are you pumping out kids? When are you pumping Absolutely. out kids? That's what you did. You coupled up early and you popped out babies. Yeah. Yeah. And then the generation before that you know it just goes down it's a really weird thing to be like so when are you two having unprotected sex yeah but i don't you think we're one of the very our parents generation a little bit but our generation the first generation that's not expected to get married and expected to have children like just flat out like i would be in any other generation an old dried up spinster useless oh yeah honest to god you know Oh, yeah. And for me, like, like, what do you mean you're not married? What do you mean you're not, you know, you don't have kids? What, what, what's wrong with you? Like, both, all of us. Yeah. You know, at this point, like, there's something, there's obviously something wrong with you. Like. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like there's so many people our age and so, so many people younger that are just making plenty of people getting married. But also, I feel like it feels more like a choice and not an expectation. You know, so there's all those people that wouldn't have wanted to do it. They just felt like they had to that are just like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, there's a lot of people that had kids that had no business having kids. Mm. Yeah. They probably knew it too, but that's what you did. Yeah. So. Societal norms said you had to have kids. Like Had to. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see like, not the, the, the zoomers or whatever you know the the kids are now but like their kids Mm. the ones of them that do have kids how they'll end up like oh my god right now we're gonna feel so old when we're old (laughs) oh my god yeah (laughs) do you know what i mean like it's already moving fast for me like there's gonna be a point where it just like rolls over me like a steam truck and I get lost and then I'm like the old lady being like what's a this you know what I mean <laughs> oh I know it, it's I've mm. I've said this on air a bunch of times like I already feel like I'm at a fictional age I definitely remember being a kid being yeah. like whoa, whoa, whoa that is like someone's parents age that I'm never gonna be that old Oh, yeah. Like an age of an old person. Yeah. Not cool. No. Mm-mm. No. And yet here I am, like, that age, wearing T-shirts. I Some, some of the T-shirts I wear are literally ones I wore in high school. Yeah. Or the ones you wish you could afford in high school, but they're now vintage and, like, seven times more expensive. I do that. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but... Society has just changed so much, even in like the 30 years. Cause like, I don't think that the 90s were 30 years ago, but they were. How'd that happen? Right? How did that happen? And then in retrospect, the 90s are much more, have much more in common than with the 80s than they ever did with the 2000s. 
Oh, absolutely. That, you know, that's true. Like if you're talking about like the way culture was, the way socializing was, the way like playing outside was for kids, it was same, 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 same. And then whoo, completely fucking different within a, you know, 10, 15 year period. That's fast. Yeah. It's wild. There's definitely the before and afters and we're the cusp. We're the middles. We did both. For me, like generally as a, my red flag for dating has been like, so where were you on 9-11? If they're like, my parents were driving me to school. I'm like, I probably shouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was at work. I actually was uh, working in a hospital and I saw it in a patient's room and thought it was a movie. And then in the next room, I'm like, oh, fu- this is the fucking news. Yeah. And then I saw the second tower. Mm-hmm. I had, I was asleep when the towers got hit. I was unemployed at the time. I actually had a, a phone interview with Southwest Airlines on 9-11. Weird. They actually called and rescheduled. I was amazed. Hmm. Yeah. And then That's I, crazy. Then I spent the rest of the day in a bar watching CNN. Yeah. I, um, I ended up going home midday. Everyone was like, you know what? And so then I just watched the television all day. Yeah. Yeah, I was just glued. It was it was unreal. It was like literally. Yeah, that's all you could do. Literally, that's I all. Worked. Even when I was pretending to be at work, that's all we were all doing. We're like, I mean, nobody wanted even the patients. Nobody wanted to do anything else. Obviously, yeah. we didn't know what was going on. And my parents lived in D.C. at the time, and oh, they're shit. like, "These been hit," and I, you know, you didn't. It was so confusing at that moment, and everyone was calling everyone. And back then you couldn't just, you know, so I hadn't heard from them because the phone lines were like overflowing and yeah. Well, on top of it, like for New York, a lot of the cell service was routed through the World Trade Center. Mm. Like I had a friend who lives on, was living on the Lower East Side at that point and I couldn't get through to him. Like Terrifying. first thing I did was call my buddy, like, uh, can't get through, can't get through. Eventually, you know, I talked to him a couple of days later. He's like, yeah, from my apartment, we were closer than the CNN cameras. Oh, fuck. I'm like, dude, that's that's fucked up. What, did you spend the day crying? Fear? What if if you lived in New York, you'd think that we were being bombed. Like, that was it. This is it. Right now. This is it. We're being bombed. It, that's it, what we all thought for a minute. Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't know what else was happening. Like, yeah, I was living in Chicago at the time. There was fears that the Sears Tower was going to get hit. Sure. Yeah. There, there was. Nobody knew. No one knew shit. Yeah, for it a was, long time. I, or it felt like a long time. Yeah, I actually ended up on a road trip to New York in October of 01. And New York was just so, was such a weird place to be in October. Like a month mm-hmm. later, it was just. I traveled maybe six months later for a friend's wedding. And they were so fucking serious about security. I was wearing pink cloth shorts. And maybe they were fucking with me. So I was wearing like cloth shorts and they're like, the thing is going off. And they're like, do you have personal body jewelry? No, I don't have personal body jewelry, right? And la, la, rah, 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 rah. I had to step behind a screen with a lady cop or a lady uh, TSA and pull my shorts down. Like in the middle of the airport, just behind one of those screens. Yeah. Yeah, they were not fucking around. Yeah. Wow. That TSA, agent, that TSA agent has some brain rates. Like, I got to see a very famous vagina real early on. Real way pre, 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 pre porn. Right? 
so I know this is like become the elderly like bitching hour all of a sudden. Like, but yeah, right. We're like, and then I walked uphill both ways in the snow seven times a day but in reverse cowgirl and stilettos. Nine inch stilettos. We didn't have that VR where you could just CGI it in. No. No, we rode that dick when I was in born. No. And the talent didn't have Viagra to get hard with. They had to do it on their own. <laughs> the natural way. Back in my day. Well, that's why not all pornographers were so fucking handsome back in the day because the main skill was can you get your dick hard? And if you can't, you're in. Yeah. Because that's like not easy day in and day out shoot in and shoot out pre-viagra there's some bosses back then well pre-viagra and like the ability to get it up keep it up and pop on command like there's a reason Uh, and then like uh not just up but like up cut water break make up this that back up again back down again back up now we're doing stills now we're doing the video wait we have softcore like boss level yeah you know and especially with someone you may not be attracted to because if you're male talent you don't really get much of a no list oh yeah she could be mean she could smell she could have told you something mean because she doesn't like your fucking face you still have to do it you know there's a reason i've never wanted the job never wanted the job i i don't know why everyone thinks it's so easy hey dudes out there could you imagine glamorous right (laughs) Could you imagine someone like me standing over you with a camera sweating while you have sex with someone? Can you maintain <laughs> an erection? Well, yeah, a lot of times the the camera person and the male the male talent's almost balancing himself on the camera person because he have to lean back so much. You know, otherwise he'd lose his balance while the camera person is, you know, over where his head should be in POV. Yeah. Yeah. And depending on what company you work for, there may be a lot of people on set hanging out while you have sex. Or while you're just sitting there keeping your edge, jerking off in a room full of like, you know, just like people that are not the ones having sex with you. Just just standing there watching you keep your edge. Just talking to you about the local sports game. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) So uh, see the last episode of Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. 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 It was good. It's real good. Yeah. But uh, as crew, that's something you also have to get used to, that people will just be stroking their dick in front of you while t- having a casual conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just keep my edge. Yeah, she's peeing. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, would, I did some PA work for Mile High like last week, so this is the first time I've been on set in a hot minute. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I remember all this. Yeah, right. I've been working for myself, but I wouldn't call it on set. You know what I mean? There's not the whole hullabaloo. It's not as fun. I mean, it's fun. I like having, I'm glad I'm at least around people once in a while now, but uh, I miss like all my friends, you know, the friends that you don't have their number because you just see them all the time on set or the people you like have little inside jokes with. And I I miss my people. (laughs) That's one thing that also a lot of people don't realize is how like, small and intermingled the porn industry is yeah and even people you're not like actual friends with you're still like work friends with and then this 
COVID happens and you kind of lose half your friends. Cause like, you're not going to like be in their bubble in quarantine. You're not tight. You're not going to be like calling them up. But when you're on set, you have the best fucking time. I miss those people. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The hell. Um, well, I was on set, like one of the talents on is my friend. Like, hey man. And we realized we didn't even have each other's numbers. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because you see each other like four times a week. So it doesn't feel like you're missing anything until this happens. And you're like, how do I get hold of Matt? Huh? Instagram? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> uh, I have to DM slide into my own friend's DMs. Like, hey. Yeah. No, I've absolutely done that. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it, it's just the nature of this industry. And like, it'll be interesting to see how it all ends up being like when COVID eventually dies down. Cause like the set I was on, I mean, it, it was one of the smaller crews I've been on. Like porn crews aren't massive in the first place, but no, not unless you're on a feature. They're pretty small. Yeah. But I mean, there's three of us for the whole crew. That's nothing. Yeah. I just, I mean, you know me, I, I, my main complaint is with us not being under that whole little safety pass bubble anymore. So my hope is that they clear that up when they fix the COVID problem or we get vaccinated or whatever else. Cause I'm really fucking ready to get back to work. Yeah. It's like, Oh, well you can go to CT, but you may not get your COVID results in enough time, or you could go to TTS and get your COVID results in time, but it won't be in pass. So I know it's, it's a tricky, tricky, tricky situation. And they're, the set I, I choose not having HIV though over not having COVID. So like, I'm pretty happy with my choice. But you know, <laughs> well, it's but whatever. I, you could still you could still like show people your TTS results. It's just not pass. I know, but who did you work with yesterday, and True. who did they all work with? Without the umbrella of pass, the moratorium won't happen fast enough. True, it'll True. be more like the spread of gonorrhea. And while I understand that STDs are a risk of the job, the quick uh, oversight and fast ability to call a moratorium is why that I I personally feel safe. So yes, they do have a clean test, but without that contact tracing, it's never really relevant in almost true without pass. Yeah. And they could have been infected within their 14 day test. I mean, you and I have both been around long one. It used to be 30 day tests. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just love, you know, once that happened, I'm like, you know what, this is just what I feel is good for me. Yeah. But even then, like, even if you're working with someone with a clean test, pass will pick up if the person they worked with yesterday who just tested popped dirty and closed the whole industry down. Right. It's not perfect, but it's better. Oh, it's 100% better. And it's 1,000% better what, than sleeping with civilians. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, no. I'm not going to pick up anybody at the bar. But that's the thing. Like, the safer, like, I was way riskier in youth. And then safer with the 30-day testing. I thought I was being a boss and then 14-day and then pass. And I was okay with all those things in the past, right? But as I feel more and more comfortable, I'm just not willing to move backwards, you know? Nor should you. Nor should you. I still think everyone should be able to make their own choices because I've made plenty of bad ones in my time and everyone should be allowed to do that. (laughs) Yeah, as long as you don't negatively harm someone, make bad choices. Mm -hmm. I mean, how else are you supposed to learn from them? Agree. And you, um, without fail, will end up, you know, hurting someone when you make bad choices. But as long as your intention is not, like, maliciously hurting someone. 
you know, sometimes. Right. And if you're talking about working, everybody's in the same talent pool and we all understand the risks. So there is no malicious intent of harm. We've all signed up for the risk when we arrived on set. So that's, you know, that doesn't count. Yeah, I agree. Though, man, I I do have to admit, like, all the extra COVID paperwork did, like, give me a little level of low-level anxiety. I feel like, for me, I know that's odd because I'm such a fucking extrovert. But since I've been in so much from COVID, I'm almost getting, like, a lit, not, like, social anxiety, but, like, if I'm around, like, a bunch of people, it's almost, like, overwhelming, like I'm a kid that's had like way too much candy and I feel like I'm in high school, high school again. Like, did I just say something awkward? Like I'm having all those weird, like social anxiety moments I haven't had in years. <laughs> They're real. They're super real. Especially like yeah. when you're, you know, when you're only interacting with so many people, like from the extreme you were at to what we're at now, like, yeah, it's super real. Like, I was, yeah, I was totally like, I've been on a hundred sets and I was just like, kind of like, I'm feel a little awkward here. Like I, I, I feel yeah. a little out of my bubble. It also didn't help that like the crew's like, oh yeah, the last minute, the reason we booked you last minute is like, there's all a couple whole crews down with COVID exposure right now. Oh, so now you're on set being like, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm a little uh, no shade to talent, but sometimes a little skeptical, skeptical about some new talents choices in life. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like another reason I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait it out. Let's see what happens with the vaccine. <laughs> and on the set I was on, I like, I knew two out of four of the male talent that was on, like in the three days I was on set, I knew none of the female talent going into it. So I'm just like, I, I don't common. know. I don't know any of these performers. I don't know how seriously they're taking it. Like I'm a little like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause some people like, okay, you're, you, you have a negative COVID test now, but it takes a while to show up in the system and you were just at a rager last night and like, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it was a little nerve wracking. I'm like, but I also need money, so. Well, isn't that just the thing? Not, not just for us individually, but for like the United States. I don't want to die, but I need money. I don't want to die, but we can't crash the economy. It's like, this fucking like everyone's individual and us as a nation and every fucking business is like tightrope to walk. It's scary. Oh, because both are a fucking disaster. It is. I don't give a fuck about crashing the economy. It can crash. I do care about putting food in my stomach and having a roof over my head. Right. But if everyone cares about that individually, oh, yeah. that is the economy. No, All I, of I our agree. individual economies make up. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, so many people just view like how the stock market's doing is like the economy. Like, Oh, no, no, no. I just mean all of us want to continue to pay our mortgages and rent, continue to feed ourselves and our families, continue to have health care available, you know, the necessities. And so where a lot of people are choosing, you know, okay, well, this isn't completely safe, but the fuck am I supposed to do? Right. You know? And I, what's crazy is I read an article, I think in the Guardian or the Atlantic today, that said, like, the homelessness uh, situation because of people losing their homes during COVID has caused a couple hundred thousand more cases. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but it, like, homeless is a horrible predicament in Los Angeles, as anyone who lives here knows. But now it's almost like you can tell who's newly homeless because they still have their furniture and, like, their important possessions with them. And it's just, like, 
it's soul crushing. I've been, it's not much, but I've been carrying like protein, like shit tons of protein bars in my glove box. So every time I'm at a red light, but like, fuck, you know, fuck. I don't know what we as a community are going to do, but lots needs to happen. It does. It 100% does. And like, it needs to happen fast because the CDC moratorium on uh, rent or moratorium on renting like ends December thirty first. Oh, okay. The thirty first, like yeah. it's it, yeah. So yeah, a couple weeks, like so not even wow. I for some reason I thought it was February, but either way, too fucking soon. Yeah. Whether it's January or it's February. I mean, even on, do you use like neighborhood app or any of those things for your area? I, I use citizen occasionally. Next door rather. Yeah. Um, even in my neighborhood, there's a lot of people saying, you know, as soon as this rent, you know, uh, bypassing the rent thing is, is gone, I haven't paid the whole time and I can't pay. So I know even in my tiny little ecosystem, there's a lot of people that are immediately going to be fucked. And I imagine that's the same everywhere. I can only imagine it. Hell, I live right off Hollywood Boulevard in a fairly nice apartment. I We had fairly high turnover in the building before COVID, just because you get a lot of like aspiring entertainers who want to live in a nice building who think that they're going to make LA. it. Yeah. 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 The same. <laughs> I've been in this building for four years, and I think I've had six across the hall neighbors. Yeah. It, do you feel like your building is, well, I guess nobody's moving out yet. Do you feel like your building is becoming more empty or not yet? Uh, it's emptied out a little bit. Yeah. My uh, makeup artist um, said that she's she lives in a really nice uh, apartment building as well. And they've been having people openly just stealing all of the packages and they've caught them on camera and put their pictures on the wall and the same fuckers are still like so things are changing quickly in LA oh yeah I mean we we had a lot of package stuff my building like we enough of us bitched that like we only had security at night for a while and enough of us bitched with the package stuff so like yo security's got to be here 24 7 that's nice. So you live in an even nicer building. You have security. That's really helpful. Yeah. yeah. But it it was one of the things that like why we moved into the spot. It's like, oh, it's got a gym, which I can't use at the moment. And, yeah. a, and security. I have a little standalone house and I never used to lock the gate, but I've been locking it. I mean, I have a garage and all that and it's fenced in and it's always closed, but I just never took that extra step because it's like not even that neighborhood. But I mean, packages. I have to keep it locked all the time. Yeah. I know. People are desperate. And, yeah, I get it. And I'm sure they justify it to themselves like, Amazon's just going to replace this. So I'm just inconveniencing they this They don't anymore because Amazon now takes a picture of it when they deliver it. And that means you had it. They used to, if you said it got stolen, it's gone, it's not here. They used to say, okay, we'll send you another one. But it just became too much. And so now the drivers have to take a picture of your package. And once that's done... You fucking paid for it. Luckily, I apparently have a bunch of lazy Amazon drivers because they don't take the pictures all the time. And I uh, definitely had some shit stolen. And Amazon's like, here you go. Thanks. There you go. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just like well, higher crime or higher package problem areas or who knows. Well, it also could be because I'm in an apartment building, not in a house. Like, they could yeah, be like, yeah. yo, they left it in the common area where there's signs all over the common area. Like, do not leave packages here. 
Oh, so then they would have been calling themselves out. Yeah, like the building management's like, do not leave actually good for you. It says, don't leave packages. Can you imagine taking a picture and you're like, well, look, you left it in the common area. Here's a video of our sign that says no packages. You still have to give me my money back. Right. He did not bring this up to my unit. So you're safe. And if it's up at your unit, who the fuck is going to take it? Yeah, I... I live on the top floor in a back corner of the building. Like no one's Even coming if back. you didn't, I don't believe it's your fellow residents that are stealing your packages. No. And yeah. boy, the last pack, well, two packages ago, they got stolen. They got eight bottles of hand soap. Cause I bought a bunch That's of hand soap. Awesome. I'd <laughs> like eight bottles of hand soap. <laughs> if I were taking packages, I'd be like, Yes. <laughs> That was back in April. I'm like, I'm just buying bulk hand soap. It's not like it goes bad. Right. Yeah. If you have space, if you have a little space under the sink for it, get a few bottles. Boxes right under there. Like, Man, did you, uh, I don't know if you had to shop for any new holiday decorations this year, but there was a run like toilet paper style on holiday decorations. I ended up having to order them from Amazon and I'd been trying to do more like Etsy mom and pop, la la la. Yeah, there was like, I think everyone had the exact same idea as me, right? Maybe it's because everyone decorated early and I did it the week after Thanksgiving. I got the bug. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's maybe because less people are going to people's places to, for the holidays. So they're like, I have to decorate my own. I don't know why. Overall, or in my case, I just normally I'm on set like six, seven fucking days a week. So I'm like, Okay, miniature tree up, good, bye. I have one hour every night to like be at home and breathe and eat. But now I'm like, I have a luxurious amount of time. I'm going to get a giant tree and new decorations and like the whole out. I went crazy. I'll admit it. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with it. Any little joy you can find in 2020, fucking take it. Oh, I found it and it sparkles. Hell yeah. Is it like a real <laughs> tree or like is it a... I got a real tree. I got, cause I had ornaments, like all my sentimental ornaments, but they didn't fill it up. So then I actually bought other ornaments and it was a situation. I had a good time. <laughs> there is all my outdoor stuff. I got tinsel. There's stuff everywhere. Hey, as long as that shit's not still up in April, you're doing good. No, I'm not that person. Mm-mm. No. I'm, see, I, I say that shit about like, I'm not that person, but you know, 2020 has completely changed who I am as a person, so. That's valid. You know what? That's true. If someone wants to rock their fucking Christmas into April, let them have it. Yeah. You know they had time to take it down. It just brings them joy. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They're like, I remember a better time when there were presents and. Under the tree. (laughs) It brings me joy. No. For me, there there are no holiday decorations. I, I. I don't know. I've been an apartment dweller my whole life, so it's, it's like never had an exterior to decorate in the first place. And like, you know, no tree. N- well, it's two Jews that live here. So are you a Jew? When it comes to entertainment, yeah, I, I mean, technically I'm a Jew, but I, I'm an atheist. My partner's a Jew and he has to deal with all this Christmas. He likes it though. <laughs> well, both me and my roommate are Jewish. You know, I, I think, you know, at least, Ethnically Jewish. I don't think either one of us are particularly culturally Jew- Jewish. You know, yeah. You, you probably know my roommate. I, I live with Steve Jabbers. So nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. We're a very porno household. I'm kind of thankful he didn't vote on AVN this year because we don't have like the mountain DVDs in the apartment. 
Well, God. And like, <laughs> what is there to vote on anymore? We were open for like two months, it felt like. Last year's scenes that didn't make the cut that got released this year. I don't... That's the truth so hard, actually. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, I mean, 2022 is going to be a super competitive year. Everyone's gonna... Yeah. Yeah, right? When we're all like back shooting and doing stuff again. Ooh, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, I have no idea, but I love to think about it. What do you think is going to happen when the vaccine rolls out? But you know, it's going to take months to get everyone vaccinated. Do you think there's going to be like, are you going to have like a vaccinated badge to get in places? Are you going to be able to travel without it? Is it going to just stay as it is with masks? Like, what do you, is there going to be controversy? Well, I don't know. What do you think? I think the, the vaccine is going to be a shit show, first and foremost. For just, sure. Just on the fact that, like, it's going to take a while to roll out. Two, it's a two-dose vaccine, and a known side effect of the first dose is mild COVID symptoms. So there's going to be a bunch of people who take that first dose who never show up for the second. Well, just in general, isn't that the way of it? I mean, look at how t- tuberculosis came back. It's because people didn't finish their medications. People aren't really well-educated in what goes on in the body. So they're just going to be like, I'm probably 50% good or some fucking bullshit oh. and not understand what it means. Yeah, 100%. Especially like the minute someone gets high fever chills and like the other mild COVID symptoms, they're just like, nah, I'm good. I'm not. I'm not. He gave me COVID. It's like, oh, God. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) I have a feeling like. Do you think, you know, 2020 got rid of science? Do you think 2021 will get rid of math? Oh, yeah. It's gone out the window. Although I would choose social. If I had to give up one or the other, I would choose social studies over math. But. Oh, no. If we understood history, people would be handling this a lot better. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably fucking true. Have you ever seen any of the memes about like some of the old newspaper articles about the pandemic? They're fucking identical. They are. Except back in those days, they didn't care about playing nice with people. And they fucking made them fucking put on masks. Like, oh, here's your massive fine. Here's you go to jail. Here's you possibly getting beaten by the police by not, you know, doing what you had to do. I'm not advocating any of that. No, no, (laughs) no. But back in the 19, you know, 1918, they didn't fuck around. Like. Right. Well, even when we were kids, you if you didn't get vaccinated, you didn't go to school full stop. Yep. Now, whatever the fuck you want, just do whatever you want. And the poor people that the real group that's going to suffer, there's going to be people that choose to get it. There's going to be people that choose to not get it for a wide fucking variety of reasons. But the only group that's actually going to suffer is the people who can't get it, who would have wanted it. But for a multitude of reasons, are unable to take the vaccine. They're who herd immunity is supposed to protect. But instead, people are making a variety of alternate choices. So those people are just fucked. Yeah, absolutely. And that's fucked. the shit that breaks my as a as a science loving lady. That's the shit that breaks my fucking heart. It should it should break everyone's fucking heart because it's not. But like, it doesn't because we're selfish. Yeah, and we are like. We all knew Americans were selfish. Come on. Like, we all knew we were selfish. But this is illustrate a whole nother level of fucking selfish. Right. This isn't just hoarding wealth or, you know, ignoring racism. This is 
killing people. Yeah, killing people. We're about to overtake the amount of Americans that died in World War II in fucking COVID deaths. Ooh, and have you heard, like, they're now, you know, since there's only a certain amount of vaccines, they have to decide who goes first, who goes second, la, la, la. So it's like, you know, medical professionals, um, you know, they have their little thing. Uh, I can't remember. It's medical professionals, maybe nursing home residents, elderly. And then there starts to be a little bit of debate. Like, do teachers go next or do immunocompromised or whatever it is? And some people are like, businesses should go next. And I understand that. But then, oh, that's that's where the real fight is going to be. The people who are like, you know, homeless people need to go before you because they have a larger chance of dying. Or, you know, people with lower income have a higher propensity of not having the health access to healthcare services that will save them from COVID. So they need to go first. And then the other people who are like, I'm rich, I should go first. It's going to be... It's going to get ugly, in my opinion. 100%. And I heard it wasn't even just business. It was Wall Street and, like, financial institutions that should go next. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a whole nother level. Like, okay, if you consider business, like, your grocery store workers or people that are exposed to people all the time. Yes, they should be before, yeah, them. Yeah. But a guy who, you know, sits in front of a monitor and moves numbers all day, who's essential to the economy, fuck that guy. He can work from home. Fuck that guy. Right? But, you know, I'm kind of liberal, so... I have liberal. <laughs> I have definitely have liberal leanings, but it, it's at the end of the day like that guy doesn't have to be exposed. Even if you want to like do it from a selfish point of view of like, oh, we should vaccinate the homeless first because they have the potential to expose more people. The homeless being right, out but on- no one can think in two steps. You know what I mean? They're just I want to go to you know Ibiza, so let's vaccinate me first. <laughs> See, I'm. All, yeah. Like most liberal policies, I tried to spin them to people that like, no, no, you're still being selfish. Like universal health care, yeah. your station in life isn't guaranteed. Just because you have amazing health care from your current employer doesn't mean you always will. Doesn't mean yeah. that your children will. This yeah. could benefit you directly. It's the same reason you have insurance in the first place. Like, yeah, you don't need it today, but you very well may need it in the future. Right. It's those, and then like you see, like you know, like some people who choose to really invest in their health insurance, and then you see people who choose to invest in like other things. Now, some people can't afford it at all, and that's a different story. But like, it's like you ever heard of that psychological experiment where they got the kids in a room and they gave them a marshmallow, and they're like, "If you don't eat this marshmallow, when we come back, you're gonna get two, right?" Yep. And they found that that goes through their whole lives. Like the people who can't wait and think of only the present and think of only the right now stayed that way forever. And the kid that could wait was able to wait. And those are the ones who have like, you know, health insurance and save for the future if they're able to, of course, you know. Well, a lot of that is like, I've read somewhere and like, don't quote me on this. So like a lot of those behaviors get like hardwired in at like five years old, like for life. Something crazy like that. Yeah. It's some crazy early age. I wonder... If it's like genetic or just early, early programming, or I don't know. It might be a mix of nature versus nurture. Like it, it could be both. Like it could be, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I'm not a professional in that, but uh, I've definitely read that like that shit gets hardwired in real fast. And you know, yeah. it's something I still struggle with to this day. Like I'm like, I'm fully, fully conscious that like I need good health insurance, 
I'm also fully conscious that, like, uh, under normal circumstances, I need to take an international trip that I may not necessarily be able to afford somewhere. Yeah. Well, then there's some mental health things, too. It gets fucking complicated. It does. Yeah. yeah. Life, life is not as cut and dry as they make it seem in television. No. No. It's a complex, it's messy thing. It's all gray. Honestly, <laughs> the whole thing is gray. <laughs> You know, it's not like these easy choices between good and evil. It's all just some like, what the fuck? And you don't even know if you're making the right choice. And then you're like, man, I wish I had done that differently. Couldn't have known that would turn out like this. Right. Right? And the thing about it is like, even people that you may think are the villain, I'm sure they don't think of themselves as the villain. Like no one's the villain in their own story. How could you? I think that, that would be a very rare personality type. That got genuine, genuine pleasure in harming other people. I think most people think that they are good. Yeah. All right. Somewhere, like I'm, anyone who listens to the show knows I am not a fan of Donald Trump. Somewhere in Donald Trump's mind, he thinks he's doing the right thing. No, I, yeah, I think just watching him, you can see that. Like, I do think he believes in himself. Which is just crazy. Like, <laughs> but how could you live otherwise? You know how you couldn't do those things. I hope. I hope people couldn't do those things. I mean, sure, sociopaths, but the rest of us can't be that cruel if they really believe that they're harming people. I hope. I hope, but look, it's it's just wild to me. How do you, how are you so disconnected? You still think you're doing the right thing here? How? Yeah, yeah. but he does. I think he. Yeah, he, he seems to think like he's do, doing the best. That he can for other people. I, it, or at least he says he thinks that. I don't know. That'd be interesting to... I wonder if even the people that are close to him know. I don't. I, I'm, I'm sure some... I, I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know what like his inner circle would think. Not to, yeah. not to make this all political, but it was just like... No, it's wild to me. I know. It, it's absolutely wild. And that's the thing. That's like one of the things we got to do as people is like try i'm not saying necessarily have empathy for donald trump but try to have empathy and try to understand other people's points of view well you have to especially now you can't just stay on one side of the line and ignore everything else you know this is this is a huge number of americans we're talking about and we definitely all need to at least try and find some understanding or some empathy or something for what whatever you might call the other side, or we are deeply fucked. I mean, we're deeply fucked as is. I mean, but like <laughs> people are unfriending people from opposite political parties, like now more than ever. Like it's a fucking thing. I'm not doing that, but it's a thing. I'm not doing that, but like there have definitely been some conversations where I had to walk away from conversations with some right leaning friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I wonder how it's going to be on set because people used to pretty openly talk politics and, you know, jab each other and have fun like it used to be. But I feel like now it's like cancel culture Like now, like people are taking it unfollowing, putting on no lists. Like people are taking it really serious, even for work. I wonder, because you know the performers I'm thinking of that are like, you know, been super vocal one way or the other. I I wonder how it's going to be for them if they choose to come back to set. Yeah. I don't know. Especially like the vocal people I'm talking about. I'm thinking about like a couple of like some rather vocal right-leaning male talent that I know, like, Mm -hmm. like, and you know, 
One of them, I'm thinking of one in particular, is a, I'm pretty sure a Hall of Famer at this point. At least he's been around for a very, very, very long time. Not inducted yeah. yet. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't know how that goes. Like, Will they lose work? Will they not? Are people going to get over it? Is it serious? Because some people are like canceling everyone. They hear one thing or the other for. Yeah. Well, and the thing about it is or like. No listing or whatever you want to call it. If that person then loses work, like. Does that continue the spiral of disliking the other side, making the tribalism divide even worse? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Like it would me. Like those damn liberals, you know, cost me my livelihood. Fuck. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, we also are in a weird industry where it's like you'd think our semi-legal outlaw industry would be all full of liberals, but it is definitely not. No, and you know why? I mean, because. I feel like libertarian has a strong presence because libertarian, at least traditionally before it became like crazy right wing, um, is just against being controlled. Yeah. Against being controlled sexually, in business, in drugs and everything. They're just like, let me do fucking me. You do you. So I can understand that personality as well in porn if you're thinking of a conservative bend but yeah there's also traditional conservatives which i used to always associate with a strong religious background which doesn't seem at least traditionally from what i've heard of a lot of the judeo-christian values to align well with sex work no definitely not and i get it from i i see at least a lot of the right-leaning the ones that are not fall into the libertarian spectrum but fall into the more traditional conservative spectrum are generally like older, well-established people in the industry that have some money that are, I think, more looking at it, not from the religious bent, on the, I don't want to be taxed into oblivion bent. Well, sure. And and because of that, in my life, I've voted Republican because of their tax policies. But there definitely comes a time where I would hope that those of us with empathy would consider a lot of the humanitarian values as well. I mean, one would hope. One would hope. My taxes are important to me, and I'm going to be raped in a democratic economy. But I learned how to share in kindergarten, so it's all good. (laughs) I don't mind paying my fair share of taxes. I wish it would go to more places I'd like it to go to than where it goes. I always had that fantasy. I've always had this fantasy that on your ballot, you got like 50 or 100 or however many choices it took, and you're like, I have you know, X thousands of dollars to disperse. I'm going to give 20% to the, okay, roadways, fire, humane society. Like you could kind of dole it out on your own. Wouldn't arts, whatever, whatever your thing was, or at least a percentage, like some of it would have to go to like running shit. But then I wish you could allocate a large proportion of your funds. That would really make me happy. It would. Man, if every American got to choose where their funds went, where the fuck would they go? A percentage, at least. Even if we, even if it was just fifty percent, you know, it'd just be wild to see where it went. Like, it'd be abs- there'd be commercials, there'd be advertising, they'd be like, be like, help people, and it'd be all boobs and stuff, you know. <laughs> boobs help people. They do. They do. But yeah, they do help people. Right. And- <laughs> I wonder if we'd see better funding for the arts or we'd see less funding for the arts or which is also crazy because like 
2020 should illustrate to anyone with a half-working brain, the arts are super important. Otherwise, we wouldn't have made it through this shit. And yet, I still feel they're devalued. Because even my friends are, like, pirating mainstream movies and music. And I'm like, you got, like, I get not having a lot of funds. I was once young and unfunded in a time before piracy existed. So you know what you did? You didn't buy as much music. Or you taped it off the radio. That, or you taped it off the radio. But you know what I mean? Like, all of that is okay. Why do you need the newest Marvel movie 10 seconds after it comes out in the theater? Like, maybe it's just because I've always been in the arts and I feel really strongly about pirating and because it didn't exist when I was a kid. Like, you don't fucking get everything. People worked really hard to make that for you. And the more pirates they are, the less good shit you get to watch. Oh, It's not just about the individual. But, like, I was raised to think about the community. Like, individualism doesn't sit right with me. Well, and to further your point, all piracy does is help, is hurts risks in show business. Because... The studios, the labels, they're gonna make their money, but they're gonna be right. less. They're gonna be more risk adverse. Yep. Because they don't have extra funds to try to take risks. Yeah. They're gonna make their yeah. money no matter what. Like now- uh, the up top people are fine, but if you want to actually support the artists, don't steal shit. One hundred percent. And like, if you like what you're buying, don't steal it, or it won't exist. Exactly. Exactly. Unless you want to see. Marvel movies forever be- till they stop being profitable. Like, and I love the Marvel movies. Don't get sure, me wrong. But I'm just for whatever genre it is. You're right. All the all the things of interest, all the things that are not formulaic, will disappear. One hundred percent. I you know I I did, and I was a horrible pirate in the late '90s, early 2000s. Like, I originally have a tech background, so I was a horrible pirate and it's always made me nauseous i've always been like even when napster was new and i wanted it like if to me it still feels like going into a store and taking like i'm a weird girl i I mean that's not weird it's probably the right way to look at it the rest of us just saw that it was free music i get it I, i wanted it too i get it and then you fast forward Six years later, I'm running a small record label and my piracy completely stopped. Like, oh, now I understand what actually goes into this. Now I understand that, like, oh, it's not so much about, like, you're not really going to hurt Metallica by pirating their music. Right. But the next Metallica... Although at this level, before streaming, it, it actually was hurting even the biggest artists. It was, but not to, quite to the degree that they want to make If you it. took away... Concerts, yeah. Well, it, but that's the thing. The majority of artists made most of their money on touring and merch. The labels, sure. well, yeah. The labels made more of their money. Like they made, you know, a good deal was maybe a dollar a unit. Oh yeah, that'd be a very good deal. Right. So, yeah, they're gonna make some money off those units, but like on a twenty dollar unit, the label and the distributor is still making a lion's share of it. True. True. So, like the Cadillac Records thing, when I watched that documentary, I was like, what the fuck? Well, the hell, like, you talk about uh, TLC. They were, like, raped. Yeah, TLC was, like, raped on their first contract, though. They were talking about, like, they're making, like, 
cents on their first unit. Because yeah. in a traditional record deal, the producer comes out of the performer's share. Like, everything. Everything. And it's all in and advance. And they start like giving you stuff. Like a, a friend of mine's represented by someone really big. And when he was new, they're like, here's your day-to-day manager. Here's your this person. Here's your that. Here's the... And then later on, you fucking realize you got billed for all that shit. Right. Those are all advances against your royalties. And on top of it, in most traditional deals, they have an option period for your second album, second, third, fourth, fifth, depending on the deal you signed. If you have not recouped all your losses from the first deal, from the first album, your second album, even if it's a bigger hit, will still be recouping from the first before it starts paying out on the second. And that's a lucky artist to have two successful albums. Right. Really, you should have monetized that first one, right. but but and if maybe the, it's changing. Is it? Is it? You would know. I, I'm not in music at all. Is it? Um, is it better to be an indie artist right now with access to the internet? I mean, it's better to be an indie pornographer. I don't. Does it translate at all or no? Uh, yes and no. Um, I mean, I don't really work in music these days, but I, I still have a bunch of recording artist friends. From what I gather, yes and no. We're in a time where. Like the technology allows you to have a fairly comparable studio in your home or in yeah. a space that isn't going to bill you thousands of dollars to record it. Right. That's true. The personal access to high end equipment. But what labels bring, and even what the you know bigger studios bring in porn, is marketing. Yep. That That is, especially in music, because there's so much competition out there. You can have the best sound in the world. If no one knows about it, it does not matter. Same with porn, yeah. I mean, it's it's all entertainment. Studios built my name. I'm only luckily monetizing on it now. And when all the testing stuff is sorted out, the reason I go back would certainly not be for money. Uh, It would be for their their ability to drive traffic, their ability to promote my name, their high-end advertising, their uh, premium social media accounts, for sure. And that's the same reason that it's still valuable for an artist to be a part of a major label, but you also have to add in the fact that like, since they're performing live in normal circumstances, labels can get them, buy them onto major tours, cut deals with live nation, put them in places. But what's fucked up now is back when I was working in music, you know, most labels didn't sign 360 deals. You go, the artist, Made, kept everything from their performances and their merch. Yeah. If like if the label got any part of a performance, it was because they fronted the money to pay for a tour or something like that, not just... Oh, yeah, like the they got the props and the venue and the people and the la-la-la, yeah. <clears throat> or sometimes you would just buy on the tour packages. Like, that's just the thing that most people don't know about. Like, you, sometimes when you see weird shows, it's because someone just bought on to... Like, the national headliners like, we want to start a tour. Part of the way they finance that tour is some one of the openers will pay to get onto that tour. Oh, absolutely. That's the same with venues in LA. Like everyone's like, oh my God, you played that venue? Yeah, they fucking paid to play that venue. They lost money because it's a name and now it's on your resume or whatever. Or you seem legit or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, at every level of music, especially like rock music, there's a there's a lot of pay to play. Like we with my label, we had a lot of small, well, decent side venues that would like, you would pay X amount of money to be, be an opening act for this one-time show, and then that you would—they'd give you more than what you paid in tickets. And if you could sell the tickets, you actually could turn a profit. You could never move the tickets. You could yeah. never. Well, like, then it's not a very good venue, is it? Well, 
it's just because most people bought their tickets from, you know, Ticketmaster or. Oh, well, fuck. That's not fair. It is what it is, but it was worth it for the exposure. We still did it. Yeah, yeah. I need to take a pee break. No problem. We will hold it down for a (laughs) sec while you go pee. I've been drinking. (laughs) These things happen. And we are back. But yeah, it was. It's interesting to see how piracy has changed the whole entertainment industry. The whole entertainment industry. And then this whole, ah, that reminded me of this whole new thing with Pornhub, right? What was it, three days ago? Well, there was the, the article in the New York Times or Post that a religious group wrote about um, some pretty horrifying things being on the hub. And then Visa and MasterCard pulled their billing, I believe. I saw MasterCard did. I didn't realize Visa did as well. I I could be mistaken, but I, I really do feel that Visa and MasterCard pulled their billing. And in response, I assume in an attempt to get the billing back, they have removed millions of scenes from all of the non-verified uh, uploaders. That honestly need probably need to happen. There's no, there's probably no 2257 paperwork sure, on those but people. There's no point in them doing it if every other tube site doesn't do it. It's, uh, I hate to be like the negative Nancy, but it's fucking meaningless. Only, not because what they're doing is meaningless. What they're doing is wonderful. It's meaningless because there's a hundred other tube sites that aren't going to do it. So that horrible content is still out there and just as easily accessible. It's just that this one particular tube site that we've all heard of can't monetize it anymore, which again is good, but it's like saying like, I took a bucket out of the ocean and this water's clean. Well, (laughs) you know, like, okay, well fuck. What about the rest of the fucking ocean? True. True. I mean, you and I have also been around for, long enough that like the tube sites have had their real uh it's been a real rocky road from the beginning with them yeah but like in other words there's still 200 left so well and how many are maybe it's because i'm like so been around for a minute i'm like so you know yeah and how many of them are actually still owned by MindGeek? oh you know what i don't know the answer to that yeah because yeah it's not just pornhub they own red tube they own a lot of other ones too so it's like, I know my whole catalog on every clip store, OnlyFans, Snapchat Premium, all that is available in other places. And, like, my team that does all my uh, takedowns for me was always able to get shit taken down off Pornhub, like, within a day. These other sites, they just are basically like, fuck you, we're keeping it up there. What are you going to do? We're not even in your country. How about you just, like, sit there and die? Yeah. Like, so at least... I'm not saying they're like God's gift, but at least they fucking played ball. Well, you know? and they've definitely changed from what they were 10 years ago versus what oh, they yeah, are. Yeah, different owners, different everything. Well, yeah. different owners, different everything. Like at least, you know, kind of adopted a YouTube-esque model where they're at least mm-hmm. paying verified performers versus, you know, back in the day where it's just like, we'll offer you some money for your content after it's been well demonetized. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I don't even know. Did they even do that? To some of the bigger studios, yeah. Mm, yeah. Like I don't think any individual performers, but there were definitely some right, studios. Because you'd probably have to hire lawyers, which is unattainable for most individual performers, and the amount that you'd spend fighting the fight might not even be comparable to the blah blah blah. You yeah, know? absolute mess. But yeah, you were right. Visa pulled their billing too. I just looked it up real quick. 
So this is the strictest one. I'd be surprised if they hadn't. They're like, why we have to keep the fucking thumb out? And they're like, why we can't do all kinds of things in porn? Be, it's going to be wild. <laughs> Pornhub, powered by American Express. <laughs> American Express. Ooh, do you do stocks? Uh, a little bit. You, I wonder, would it be interesting if American Express stock took an uptick? Like, first, can you use American Express on Pornhub? If you can, did their stock take an uptick? Because billions of people use Pornhub. I, I, They're going to figure out how to pay for it. What's the next thing? Yeah, it's either going to go to Discover... I, PayPal might still be willing to play ball. PayPal's pulled me so many times. Mm. PayPal hates sex workers with a passion. Well, I know they hate individual sex workers, but do they hate paying for adult sites? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I've never tried to pay for porn with PayPal. Is this like uh, uh, a thing where we're telling everyone to buy stock in American <laughs> Express? Like we're insiders in the industry giving tips now. I mean, we we have we're not committing insider trading. We have no way of actually knowing this. This is just speculation. <laughs> but that'd be hilarious. Just uh, American Express, never leave home without it. Yeah. <laughs> American Express flashlights. Yeah. They got to be silver with like a the Spartan head on it. Yes, and it's like. The ridges on the inside are just numbers, like on the outprints of a credit card. Yeah. Oh, I can see some femdom, you know, some financial doms just fucking killing it with those. Oh God, all her little pay pigs. Fuck yourself with your credit card information. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my. Oh my God. Oh. They do it too. Oh, they would. The, the, Anyone with a pay pig, you need to immediately make a silicon mold of their credit card and make them fuck themselves with the, it. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my god, we're just whole new industries we're opening up here. Just I wish I had a pay pig. I've never been lucky enough to have one. Not that I do a lot of femdom work, but I do have other uh, fellow female performers that I know that aren't strong femdoms that do have a pay pig. Hmm. Maybe one will be brought under you, you know, under the tree for you in 2020. It's when Santa will bring you a pay pig. I know, but I'm like on Santa's naughty list. So <sighs> I don't know if there's any way to like get off the naughty list. I've offered him sex. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I've got at this point to offer. <laughs> milk and cookies. It's just milk and cookies. Come on. Yeah. Does milk and cookies get you off the naughty list? I'm a Jew. I don't know. God damn it. Santa is secular. Jews know Santa. <laughs> it's baby Jesus and all that crap you probably don't know. But I don't either because I wasn't raised with that. <laughs> I mean, we don't do Christmas. Like, we don't we don't get Santa. We don't. I feel like you should get Santa. No, we get Hanukkah. I understand Hanukkah. why you don't get, like, the baby in the manger and all that North Star stuff. But I feel like you should get Hanukkah and Santa because Santa has nothing to do with Jesus. Hanukkah. Like my family's atheist and they did Santa. But the Hanukkah's superior. We get eight nights. No, no, you should get both. Just Santa shows up for eight nights. 
have everything. Santa is overworked by all the Jewish families. He's like, I got to come back for fucking seven more nights. What the hell? No, no, no. You should get all of your Hanukkah. And then, because it's usually a little first, also Christmas. I don't know. I, I, I had more, I'm more, more about the fat man having to trudge his ass back seven nights or eight nights in a row. Okay. Sold. You would know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's right, Santa. You got to be here for the menorah lighting. There should be like a weird, like terrible, like secularized combination where like the menorah is like the reindeer with their mouths open and Santa's right in the middle. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's on Etsy. I'm sure that's on Etsy. <laughs> I I saw um sex Etsy. <laughs> I saw like some Judeo-Christian um scenes of like a rabbi and Jesus being on a bed of a star of David for the the nativity scene. Like, a lot in one thing. It's that's like a lot um, that that's not what Judeo-Christian means, people. No, no, that's 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 it's not like a mashup of songs, guys. It's actually separate. But yeah, you know, you do you. Yeah. Fuck it. Hey, if, if people are buying it from your Etsy store, it's fine. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> You're not hurting anybody with it. Like, that's my big thing in life. Do what you want to do as long as you don't hurt other people. What about that? Um, What do you think? I don't know anything about it. The Jews for Jesus. What do you think about that? You're Jewish. I am. Whatever makes you happy, man. Like, if that makes you happy and you're not forcing it down other people's throats. like Isn't that the thing with religion? Just don't force it down my throat. Yeah. 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 Like, you do you. Like, as long as it makes you happy and, you know, you're not murdering people in the name of your religion or forcing it, yeah, it's fine. Do, you do you. Like, that's how I've come to view politics, too. Like, it's just like. Agree. People I don't agree with, it's just like, oh, that's your religion. Uh, that's cool. Like, It kind of is. It's like being a vegan or being into CrossFit. You can listen to it once in a while, but you don't have to do it. No, no. <laughs> and you generally just can't date someone who does those things that you don't do. <laughs> Sometimes, if they're, like, vigilant about it, yeah. Yeah. I can't see myself dating a vegan if she's going to be like, you taste like meat, go brush your teeth. Like, or like, don't poop on my chest if you've eaten meat. Hard no. Right. Hard no. <laughs> no, no. Sorry. No, lady. I'm actually not into poop porn. It's not my thing. But if no it is your thing, people, bar, that's fine. Like, We're not kink shaming yeah. you. No, it's totally cool. Yeah. Well, probably warm, more like body temperature, but. <laughs> Sorry, could, couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. I do know someone who asked people to eat vegan before you pooped on him. That's why I bring that up. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird request, but like, how many days out do I have to eat vegan before I poop on you? Well, I guess you'd have to learn a little bit about the uh, large intestine now, wouldn't you? Well, because like, <laughs> like not- you'd have to decide Well, like, okay, first do a little research and then might I suggest an experiment of sorts so that you know exactly how long it takes to go from mouth to butt. In your system, just eat a bunch of corn and time it. See what happens. You're going to know exactly how long it takes. So that would be the amount of time you would need to eat vegan for it to all flush through. See, I I would be just a little spiteful and just eat a lot of kimchi beforehand. Kimchi is supposed to be really good for you. It is. It's also vegan. But I'm sure it also probably not the best thing to hit your chest. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like the texture too, because so much of it is indigestible roughage. It would just be like almost in its original form, just all over and it. Spicy. Yeah. Maybe that's good. Maybe then he'd be like, he'd be like, remember when my chest was burning with your poopy love? <laughs> and then you'd have to do it every time. Oh man. You don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not kidding. Shame of like that's what they're into. That's cool. Yeah. Like, I just I like playing with it all, even the stuff that I'm into. I think there's like seriousness and humor in everything human. <laughs> there is, and there should be. Like, I think the world would be a much better place, especially when it comes to sex, if everyone didn't take it so fucking seriously. Oh, indeed. Even in my scenes, like I'll laugh if I fall. I'll let it happen. Like I don't need to be like super sexy the whole time like fuck all that noise just do what happens one of my favorite former partners used to give me a high five after we finished hell yeah like, <laughs> i love it like it's like good game yeah fuck yeah awesome i fucking love that i might start incorporating that <laughs> more high fives Be like bro fucking crush that girl yes 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 <laughs> And as a dude, it always Back made me feel like on the ass, good game. Exactly. <laughs> and as a dude, it always made me feel like, oh yeah, I crushed that puss. Yeah, that's right. She's high fiving me. Yeah, especially <laughs> if the if it's like a guy or a girl you've been with that like did sports, they might like really resonate with that. Be like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I've definitely like cracked jokes and made silly faces while inside people. Like you just you can't it can't just be a why serious. not. Yeah. Like, isn't it supposed to be intimate? Yeah. And does intimacy mean just being free and open and whatever happens, happens? You don't have to, like, censor yourself? Yeah. Yeah. But for too many people, it's just like, no, no, no. This is super, super serious business. Even when I'm putting on a show, I'm not putting on a show. Like, I, who has the energy for that nonsense? Mm -mm. I don't, I don't nah. know. I, I don't nah. know. Nah. <laughs> Fuck that. No, it's... A, Sex is supposed but to be I fun. also wasn't like raised to like be shameful about sex or sexuality or my body or, you know, so I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't resonate with me like that. See, my, my upbringing was weird. Like in hindsight, like I didn't think anything of it at the time, but like in hindsight, it was weird. Like I definitely, my father, like I lived with the, my single father and my father definitely had no problems with me bringing girls home. Like I definitely had sex under his roof multiple times. Nice. But he also told me at like, a young age that you're only a pervert if you jerk off to porn. Watching porn's fine, but if you jerk off to it, you're a pervert. How can you watch it without jerking off? Oh, I, I've I, never... Have I ever just watched... I've watched maybe, like, stuff that I'm, like, researching. But, like, if I'm watching porn for stimulation, like... Yeah. It's the fucking point. Yeah. But that that that's his fucking issue that he was instilling on me as his child. Like... Yeah, I get it. We all do that shit. Yeah. Right. But it's just like, that's a weird one. Like, you're A-OK -okay with me bringing some girl home to bang her. But, like, if I watch porn and, like, I jerk off, that's not cool. Like, what? What? Yeah, that's that's really specific. I feel like you might have been told that. Have you ever talked about it or no? That's weird. No, well, I mean, he's dead now, so can't. I mean, yeah. I, I could try some necromancy and ask him about it, but I think if I'm going to raise his soul, like, I might have some more pertinent questions than that one. Yeah, Maybe. I don't feel like that would be, like, on the top of my list if my parents had passed to ask them, but, you know, each to their own. <laughs> Break out the Ouija board. 
Dad, why was masturbation wrong? Did you ever do Ouija when you were young? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same. Like, but without fail, it's always someone fucking moving it. It was always. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it's somebody moving it. There aren't any ghosts. <laughs> but you mean how many people believe that there are? Like, just like, holy fucking freaking out. And- Look, my summer place was, I don't even know what year it was originally built, but it was like a train station and an orphanage and it had a funeral home attached to it at one point. And then la 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 la, years go by and we owned it. If a place in the world were haunted, it would have been that fucking place. It was fine. So that's, that's all of it. That's the research I did. I'm like, you know what? If this fucking place isn't haunted, nothing's haunted. <laughs> I, on one hand, I, kind of wish there were ghosts because i'm because i'm an atheist i think this is it and if there were ghosts it's like oh well maybe i'll continue to exist but i won't Who would want to exist like that that seems like nonsense too i don't know man you can just you know, go wherever you want hang out scare some people but like in most like ghost culture it seems like they're like trapped weird versions of themselves like repeating tasks or i'm just saying like since it's not real there's no actual research so you just have to go buy movies and they just seem like they're like walking the hall that they died in over and over some horrifying existence like no thanks (laughs) do we all die in march are we all ghosts now maybe man what is why am i working so fucking hard if i'm a ghost what am i why am i typing it out to my members 12 hours a day if i'm dead already you don't know. Maybe this is the afterlife. Maybe we all died in fucking March. You know what? <laughs> I I'm in hell. I was bad. I was a bad person. <laughs> I was wrong the whole time. <laughs> there is a hell. I'm living it right now. <laughs> oh, that's great advertising for the podcast. Teresa Deville realizes no. she's in hell and has to do this podcast. <laughs> I didn't literally mean on your podcast. Sure. I just been trapped in my fucking house. Sure, sure. I believe you. I believe because you. Because if times were good, since we live near each other, we would be in the same room. Let's... We would be podcasting together and having a drink, and it would be so much more fun. <laughs> well, we will, and we will. One post-vaccine, we definitely will. We'll be playing D&D together like, like I did before. Before the quarantine times, and we'll be in the same room. Oh. <laughs> yeah, one of uh, one of the other po- uh, people we played D with in the neighborhood's like Matt. Why haven't we got, got a cup, cup of coffee? I'm like that. I have no clue. Like just because I don't leave. I don't know, man. Like, I don't leave my house. You go outside. outside? That's weird. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. You guys were talking about going on a hike. I'm like, that's weird. Going outside. I did. I actually went on a hike with one of the D and D people. It was actually a few times. It was good, but I trust him. I don't feel like he's like out partying. And I COVID test every week, and we had our masks and stuff, so I felt like really comfortable. But I feel comfortable on like a selective basis. And one of our D and D members is immunocompromised, so we can't, yeah, can't you know, fuck, fuck with that. Really. Yeah. I mean, for myself, like I've had pneumonia three times in my life, so I'm always like a little. Yeah, and this particular virus seems like it really affects the lungs, so that I, I probably wouldn't fuck with that if I were you. No, no, that's part of the reason I was like on set, like, oh. <laughs> but at least like you have your mask and you're not like actually like 
making out with someone like can you imagine me as a performer having to go to work with some of these young other performers and as a MILF I exclusively work with the really young performers who are more likely to be out like mingling with their friends so hmm. yeah no you're making 100% making the right choice stay at home and just making your own content yeah thank god I can thank god for the internet if this were the 90s I mean, I guess I would have had to go back to my old job, which is fine, but not as fun. Well, let's assume, you know, there was a position open. Like, I couldn't, hell, even doing this, like, if this had happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, this would have really sucked. Or even if it were now and I were a new girl, this would suck. Because I've had the benefit of 10 years of every porn company's advertising engine, every tube site's advertising engine. And I now just happenstance can collect on that. You know, that's, I didn't do, I mean, yes, I did the performances, but I didn't pay those advertising dollars and yet I get to collect on them. Yeah. And that's, that's doing the career, right? Now that you you know, the new girls, I'm sure, are putting out content as good as mine. We're all fucking ourselves at home, you know? But people are watching mine just because other people have built up my name. Yeah. You're a known commodity. Yeah, thank God. That's the nature of entertainment in general. It's just like... Yeah. And that's the wild part about, like, the podcasting world that I'm in. It's just like, there is almost no discoverability in this, in podcasting. Is that true? That makes me sad. Well, it's one of those things, like... Because there's such a low barrier of entry, like honestly, True. you can get into doing a podcast on your just on your iPhone. You could make a podcast just on your fucking iPhone. People do it. Okay. How do people get discovered then? Um, I mean, the, if you look at like the top tier shows, generally the people that are famous podcasters were already famous in something else. Yeah, that's kind of like. Like only fans, like it's a shit ton of money all of a sudden, but only if you were already famous, whether that's in porn or on YouTube or as an actor or as a musician, doesn't matter what you're famous in, but you did have to have that ability to get eyeballs and drive traffic prior to your entrance to that platform to really crush it. Yeah. And just like every other form of entertainment, there are some lucky standouts that like get discovered on the platform and snowball from there, right. but they're the exception, not the rule. 100%. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. But at least for your podcast, I imagine you interview other adults, entertainers who then post clips or whatever advert promo package you give out to their platforms. And at least, you know, other than some actual just person making a podcast with no name people, you probably can at least gather some, you know, I, fans from others, maybe. I don't know. I do okay I don't for know. myself. I mean, there's a reason I've been doing this for years. I do yeah. okay. I do okay. Yeah. But as, like, the industry in general, like, because, as I said, like, I produce for other people, I edit for other people. And, like, you get other people who are like, I want to start a podcast. And they expect to be Joe Rogan, like, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. No, fuck that. Yeah. Especially if, okay, there's plenty of funny people, but you're right. Without, there has to be some way to get you out there, access to guests or, you know, proper connections with other people you can trade with or whatever it is, an amazing social media account, a prior popularity. There has to be something. There does. And on top of it, even if you have all those things, fucking Joe Rogan was grinding at it for like seven or eight years before he was Joe Rogan's 
podcast. Oh, yeah. No, you still also have to have all the actual criterion, which are a funny show or a good show, an entertaining show, uh, the ability and energy to market yourself, consistency, all of those things need to go into it and that other shit. Yeah. And it's that is the same thing for almost any form of fucking entertainment. It's truth. Even porn. Everyone's like, it'd be so easy. You just get me in front of the camera and I'll be a star. But you see the fucking, fucking meat factory that is the new talent. It, tens of thousands of people feel like they enter every year. And I work constantly and I don't even, can't even keep up with their names. Oh, yeah. Not even in a million years could I. 100%. You know, I've been around 10 years at this point. And, like, mm -hmm. the only people I know that are, since when I got in, are either behind the camera or male talent. Like, for the most part, like... And me! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you, but, like, the, major the majority... But it's rare. How many female talents have a 10-year career? Right. Like, for when I got in, like, you're still around. Uh, I mean, Lisa Ann technically still is. Lisa occasionally Julia. does. Julia, yeah. Like, it's, it's the exception. Like, I, and I've talked about this yeah. on air a bunch of times, like, Every once in a while, I get civilian friends who are like, I want to do porn. I'm like, eh, breaks before you, you, know, you, you feel like you want to do this. I've talked a lot of women out of it, not because I don't think it's a great profession. It's a fucking awesome profession. But what I didn't realize when I started, and I've just been fucking lucky, is that it's an awesome profession for the 1%. For what? everybody else, it's a fucking disaster. You'll never work again. Yeah. You'll never be hired. And if you are, you'll be found out and fired. Like, unless you can somehow start some crazy business for yourself that nobody cares that you're an ex-porn star, you are fucked as yeah. a woman and not in the good way. 100%. And then on top of it, it's a pretty lonely place for a lot of women, like on a personal level. In a dating way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And not just while you perform forever. Because there is a stigma and you can't outrun it. And it's only the 1% that make enough money in their short careers. Because even the top careers are short to last. And I mean this literally your entire life. So you cannot live in a mansion because you're making $2 million a year. You have to make sure that that money lasts until you are a hundred years old. So it's no joke. You, yeah. That's the problem with the young ones. They make all this money for a year, but that is only going to last two, if you're lucky, five, if you're outrageously lucky, 10, if you're a fucking unicorn. And then that's it. Definitely. And on top of it, no one coaches these young performers on like, you don't need to buy a coach bag. You don't need to buy a Mercedes. You don't need to like all these things. That Not need to. You, you can't. Yeah. The money you made this year, what did you invest it in? Because you're going to need it when you're 80 because you'll never have another job. Right. And men are going to want to fuck you, but it's the rare, beautiful person that's confident enough to date you and then to partner with you in a financial way that can be supportive in a realistic and long-term way. Right. And not just trying to captain save a hoe you or... Or sugar daddy. I'm not saying you can't have those things, but that's as, that's work. Yeah. I'm counting that as your 10 years of work. Your sugar daddies, all those incomes are part of your short little lifespan. Yeah. And 
heaven forbid you fucking stop performing for like a Captain Save the Hope and then have to come back and like that just cut a huge chunk out of your prime. Right, because you don't get those years back. Nope. You know, you you start dating somebody that's jealous and think you're going to quit and they're going to support you and then you break up. Well, it's too late. Yep. You wasted the years that will never come back. I know I'm starting to sound like I love my job, but what I didn't realize is I'm really fucking lucky. Well, really but, fucking lucky. But these are things that new performers should fucking hear. And this is what I've said to like every woman in my life who has ever approached me about trying to get in the industry. I'm like, like you need to understand all these fucking negatives. Yeah. And if you still want to do it, then I'll try to help you. But you really and need to understand this shit first. It doesn't matter. Uh, I believe my success is not based on like, I'm a good performer. I'm not a bad looking woman. Fine. But that's not why I'm successful. I honestly work like 12 hour days every day, not for a month or a week, for the past 10 years, diligently and relentlessly to build the multitude of things that you need to be a successful performer because it isn't performing on set. It's running your business as a truly independent business person. And if you don't want to do that, if you just want to perform, you're probably going to be in a big pickle and you're probably not going to like the result. I agree. I One of the performers I regularly worked for in like 2013, I used to ask her all the time, like, so what's your plan when you, know, you age out? And she's just like, she looked at me like I was a crazy person. I'm like, are you going to start a production? Like, cause you can stay within the industry, but you yeah, may have to transition. Even that's rare. Like not every, not the 10,000 performers that enter every year are going to get a directorial position. Even that takes, everyone would have had to like you. You'd have to prove in that you're professional, you're on time, you're diligent, you're easy to work with. That's rare. Yeah. But if you don't have those things, you're not going to make it past a year anyways, in most cases. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all know those people too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, those are the exception. But <laughs> porn, porn is very much like high school. We all know who those people are. We all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the gossip in porn is amazing. Like it is. It is. It is high school esque because it's a small community. So, but you, there's so many performers who just never even have the ambition to try. And like, that's why I'm amazed sometimes when I see young performers who like, either have a post-industry plan or like day one or trying to learn the production end of it. Like, I'm like, you, you know what you're doing, especially in this day and age, you should be trying to learn everything about the production side of it. If you're yeah, getting into this industry, you're going to need all of those skills. You're going to need editing skills. You're going to need, you know, managerial skills, organizational skills, advertising skills, social media skills. You know, you're going to need all of it. I know it's like, this day and age, as I said earlier in the show, it's like the days of a 90s vivid contract star are gone. Right. Can you imagine you just got paid all that money to just show up, fuck, and go home? Right. Maybe do oh, some appearances here and there. Oh, I wish. Get, get, to, <laughs> get a couple mainstream bookings, like do an appearance on Entourage. Oh, what a dream. Seriously. Like the lack of responsibility almost makes my pussy wet. <laughs> 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 I, holy fuck they're like those are the days like but i mean not to talk shit there are a couple like 90s vivid contract stars that are back working as milfs these days that were out for quite yeah. some time 
Right. So even that didn't uh, provide them with long-term financial stability, it seems. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. Unless they just longed for the sex work. I don't know. Yeah. But I assume that if you stop doing something, it might be because you have a reason. And if you come back, often the reason's financial, but certainly not in every situation. Certainly not in every situation. And I'm not here to judge. I don't personally know any of those performers. Same. But it was definitely wild to see, you know, some performers who I definitely jerked off to in the 90s come back and like, oh, you're working again? Oh, wow. Yeah, right. And then you're like, yeah, like when I first met Nina Hartley and Julia Ann, I like got really freaked out and couldn't talk because I masturbated to them so much. And like when I was younger and I'm like, <laughs> just like a total creep. <laughs> oh, man. I, the first time I met uh, Nina was I was roading for someone at AVN 14 and she asked the performer I was roading for. I was like, oh, is this the new boyfriend? He's cute. I'm like, Oh, 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 I'm going <laughs> to. I would have had a heart attack. Oh, uh, uh, Nina said I was cute. Nina said I was cute. Writes in diary. Nina Hartley said cute. Yeah. Nina Hartley said cute. I don't care if she was just being polite. I, like, no, I, uh, Nina, I'm definitely not dating this performer. I'm just her employee. Hi. Yeah. Hi. 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 <laughs> I, I don't sleep with people I work for. Hi. <laughs> She's fucking amazing, too. It turns out she's the fucking nicest human and the coolest person ever. I know. I know. Not just an amazing masturbatory fantasy, but also a fucking baller human. Oh, and that's probably why she has made it to where she is. Yeah. De like two decades? More? How long? Yeah. But she's, a minute. Yeah, she's been around for a very, very fucking long time. And it's how many years? At least twenty. No more than that. Thirty. I I gotta Google because like she's an icon either yeah. way. <clears throat> Everybody's probably masturbated to Nina Hartley. Yeah. So Nina is sixty-one now. Mm-hmm. So, but when did she start? Uh, adult film career eighty-two. Wow! Oh. I love it. Yeah, it's almost almost 82. forty years. Wow. I was four, five, four. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> yeah. But that is 1000% the exception, not the rule. Like, oh, yeah. Like, the only Nina Hartley I can mention is Nina Hartley. Fucking Hartley. It's just her. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you come into porn thinking you're going to have Nina Hartley's career, you're not. No, she was in movies and television. I mean, she's a superstar the whole time. Like, yeah, mm, Nina. Nina. But on that note, we're going to call last call, Cherie. Going to get you out of here. It was a pleasure. Where can they find you on all the... Cheers. Shit, let me, let me pour a refill real quick to cheers you. Refill, come on. You can't leave me hanging on this cheers. Of course not. <laughs> course not it was an absolute pleasure it's been too long to get you on you know sincerely but cheers cheers mm. amazing that was a lot of fun it was a blast but before we go where can i'm they find used to spending like six hours a night with you so you know <laughs> it's nothing <laughs> no dice rolling this time no dice rolling yeah right we should have rolled for every question on how badly i would answer it <laughs> 
Uh, you were great. But before we go, where can they find you on all the things? Like they they need to oh, spend uh, money on you and best stuff. Best thing is Instagram because I say what else I'm doing on Instagram. So that's Sheree Deville XO. So if you find me on Instagram, you probably find me everywhere. Cool. And remember that's Sheree Deville XO, not Sheree Deville XO underscore or like some other scammer ass bullshit. Beware of scammers. I'm verified. So if you're following a non-verified performer, it's not me. I'm verified on Twitter. I'm verified on Instagram. Look for the check. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer, the podcast at And Now We Drink, and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers.